0: Hey, y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15%
1: off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to us, and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time?
1: Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, y'all. Hi. Welcome to another Amazing episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. Excuse my voice, Texas allergy season is at a high. It sucks balls. Literally sucks actual ass. So um, I'm medicated, I'm caffeinated, and we're about to be boozinated. Woo! Because we got something to celebrate. <laughs> we do. Go for it.
1: I don't know uh, if I can do it because my hands uh, are weak.
0: You got this. You
1: got (laughs) Woo! Where'd it go? I don't know.
0: It's in the ceiling, I think. (laughs) That's amazing. We're celebrating our first merch sale. So thank you guys. Yay! Claps and snaps. To all y'all who bought amazing stuff. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us.
1: We love you more than you love us. I,
0: well, clearly not. They bought us they bought fucking merch, man.
1: I would buy your merch if you had it. Ooh. <laughs> Look, I even
0: brought back the edible glitter. The edible sprinkly glitter. Oh, I'm excited. Ooh, that's pretty. It's all pink. I know.
1: But I learned from last time on the contemplation that this makes it. Like fizzy, uh-huh.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it won't like overflow.
1: Mm-hmm. Good
0: call, yeah. good call, because that's the good wine.
1: Yes, this is um, sparkling Pinot Grigio, brought to you by Grape Creek's Heath Sparkling Wines.
0: Ooh, out I, of I can't Fredericksburg, wait. Fredericksburg,
1: Texas. No, they didn't pay me to say that. I just really do love it. That's I had true. my anniversary dinner at their restaurant.
0: Aw. And if you haven't ever been around and down and around in Texas, we have these really cool little German towns like Green and Fredericksburg. No, Green is not spelled like G-R-E-E-N. No, it's G-
1: G-R-U-E-N-E. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. G-R-U-E-N-E. Yeah, correct. And um, Fredericksburg, which have this incredible populations of like, you know, German people and food and, and a lot of times delicious wines. So if you're feeling yeah. whiny...
1: In Fredericksburg, they have like a whole wine row down two ninety. And mm-hmm. you can take a wine tour bus.
0: Hell hell yeah. I know. <laughs> One of my friends did that and I was like, ooh, mistakes were made. <laughs> but good mistakes. Yes. Yeah, so, and then um, Yeah, there's also Dripping Springs also has this like really cool like brewery, distillery, and winery area as well now, which is really cool. And Dripping Springs is gorgeous. I don't know if you have anyone Go out there on the Google, Google it. You'll see what it means. We beautiful. ate
1: at an amazing restaurant in Dripping Springs on our way to Fredericksburg, which is where we went for our anniversary.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, it was like um, farm to table organic food. It was fucking amazing. I wish I could remember the name of it.
0: Was that the one where you sent me that photo? Where yes. You're like, I want to. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You were like, I want this to be my backyard. First of all, and secondly, the food is fucking amazing. Oh, the
1: food was phenomenal. Yeah and it was cute it it was amazing like i was like i need them to open a restaurant like this by my house
0: seriously who doesn't want more farm to table that's like accessible that'd be amazing
1: instead i have fast food restaurants <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think we need another chili's by the chili's i think Uh-oh. that makes the most sense don't I'm you
1: over top oh
0: oh but i think it like I think the lip kept it in. I don't think no, it dripped. I got like okay.
1: one big drip. Oh, my, shit. Okay. <laughs> on my, my banky.
0: Just one drip. No worries.
1: Yes. Um, so it's amazing. That's where this is from. Expensive bottle I've been holding on to for almost a year for a celebratory occasion. And the merch sale of one.
0: Hey, that just tells you how, how excited we are about y'all's purchase. So thank you so much. Yeah, I know. We don't care. We love it. <laughs> we're very excited about this hey girl all right we're gonna cheers us cheers cheers to you ladies to you and to you cunties out there holla we're gonna make it through this shit storm of whatever the hell's going on promise yes together mm. mm-hmm delish oh that's good mm. i told you it was good mm. okay i'm vibing yes you have News, I'm just going to sit back and sit while you <clears throat> go for it.
1: I did it, cunties. I quit my fucking job. What? <laughs> and I don't have one to replace it.
0: <laughs> this bitch out here like a Gen Z. Look at you, girl.
1: Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and I realized something else. Thank you, social media, for popping this little gym up. And I didn't know it was a thing. And then I went down a rabbit hole and I went, holy fuck, this is what I've been living in. Chronic survival mode. Yep. Yeah, that's where I've been living my life. And I apologize to all of you listeners that had to listen to me go through chronic survival mode. But once I gave that notice and I handed over that resignation letter... I feel like my old self again.
0: Oh, I bet you do. I mean, you sound like it. For one, you're perky, peppy. I was going to say preky or something like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of.
1: I don't know. I'm my old self. Like, it was just like, boop, this giant weight lifted. And I'm like, oh, good. I don't give two fucks. Like, shit happens now. And people are like, I am in, I need help. I'm like, I don't fucking care.
0: You're like, that's a youth problem. Exactly right. It ain't a fucking me problem. Ask, Ask your new manager. Not me. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't know who that is? Well, me the fuck either. We'll find out together. Oh, wait. No, we won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let me tell you what Indeed did. Please.
0: Indeed, this silly little shitbird. <laughs> this little minx. What are you doing, <laughs> silly?
1: <laughs> I'm walking into my job last week, and I get an email. And I've been reading my emails more than usual lately because, you know, girl needs a, G- a JLB. Right. And send me a suggested job they think I'd be perfect for. It's the current job I just fucking quit.
0: You're like, yeah, no. Like, I... I no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't nail it. I'm like, you silly bitch, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, so wait, so I should stay? As we- no. No. That's not going to happen. Well, I'm proud of you. I think that's amazing. I'm really glad that you finally... Rip that band-aid. and it's hard. It's scary. I'm proud of you.
1: Yes. So I did it. Um. I'll I'll find a new one. I got things in place to hopefully make some cash each until I find a new job.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. And
1: that's that.
0: <laughs> You're like, and I don't have to bitch and moan about the stupid shit my coworkers do anymore because I don't have to worry about them. <laughs> So you're saying is we have to have something else to fill the first 20 to 45 minutes of our podcast?
1: Well, I bet. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to deliver Instacart groceries. Oh yeah. that. Idea. So you but know, oh I'm going to have
0: some fucking stories. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. So well, until that happens, I have a story for you. I am, and I'm ashamed to say this, went to my first gay bar this past Friday and I'm ashamed to say it's taken me this long. I mean, cause to be honest, I've always felt like I needed to be invited. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's their space. Right. It's their space. It's not exactly my space. Right. I'm a, I'm a, you know, hetero or I don't actually even know what the fuck I am. Whatever. I'm a white woman who is not into women at the time, at this current time. I'm with a man, you know, there's right, all that. Right. Stuff. Anyway. So yeah, it was amazing. I bet it was. I found my people is all I got to say. Like, holy shit. Like, the most kind, incredible, sweet, complimentary bunch of human beings I've ever been around.
1: Did you make friends like I made friends when we went
0: to the Trail of Lights? It, literally, literally. I was like, I'm over here. I have three new Instagram people I'm following and they're following me back. Like, literally, I was hit. It was insane. I was like, Where am I right now?
1: Because you were like, i mean we gotta go i'm like but i'm talking but
0: i'm talking i'm like yeah but no it's like 10 o'clock and we probably should go and it's freezing out here we should probably leave and you're like oh, okay we should probably go <laughs> i'm like but i'm making friends yeah exactly no was but that you yeah it was me a hundred percent and i was like looking at the clock like okay i, I need to leave like i i gotta go like because i was like i could easily be out with y'all for the next 24 hours
1: so what you're saying is i feel there's a brunch coming up oh, yes. and you're gonna invite me there
0: is a brunch there's actually i got the ends on the best drag brunch <gasps> yeah it's a it is downtown downtown though so just heads up
1: you know what i'm fine with that
0: but we're not gonna say when and where because you know unfortunately the climate of this world is fucking shit ass right we're not shit Mm-mm. ass and nor should it be that way so if you're playing on going to drag brunch do it Love it. Live every moment. Give a fuck about what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? And if you're part of Drag Bronze, holla. That is amazing. Like Invite us. Please. Like Because. Yes. What I have to say please. involves drag. Yes,
1: yes, please, please. Build-A-Bear has a RuPaul-inspired bear. No. Does it look like her with like the, the big hair? With the hair? I don't know. I didn't I click the link because it would want me to buy it even more and and
0: you're gonna buy it
1: I can't did you not just reset, quit but my you, fucking job without yeah, one Yeah,
0: it's fine, it's, fine, it's fine. you're fine it's fine hold on no girl I'm on complete money lockdown right now he's <laughs> the only one bringing in cash well that I mean that makes sense until you know the instacart which oh my god girl I need I need to know details I need to know like this will be your new reality show <laughs> is like let's see what this is like you know what I mean um, oh my God. Okay. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm seeing ugh, all the clicking in the boxes. <gasps> oh, 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 oh my God, girl. It's her with her like blonde wig, blonde wig her yes. gold dress, yes. gold eyes, yes. fab lips.
1: Okay. Let Beautiful. me, okay. I've been to Build-A-Bear one time. Exactly one time. Because let me tell you something about Build-A-Bear. <laughs> you want that dress? Extra. You want that wig? Extra. You want all this stuff?
0: Extra. She has heels, dude. You want the heels? Fucking extra. Eight dollars. Yes, this is true. This is true. You're absolutely correct. You want that handbag? Extra. Yep. There's, well, it is a handbag. <clears throat> kind of. It's a mixed berry, spelled B-E-A-R-Y, seltzer, risty. So she can drink seltzer. Oh, my God. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. It's amazing. If anybody That's amazing. wants to give
1: me a celebratory congratulations for quitting that shit show of a job, get me the Build-A-Bear gift card so I can go build a rhubarb.
0: That's amazing.
1: I don't know if it's called that. I just made that up.
0: No, that sounds great. We're going to go with it. A rhubarb, Because it's a bear and it's RuPaul. I'm sure she would approve. Like, honestly, let's be real. Drag is so... For- it, it's so hard.
1: First of all, I Jesus. feel Build-A-Bear... Just took a stance. Mm.
0: You think? <laughs> they really did draw a line, didn't they?
1: They really did. And the fact that there are going to be so many parents telling their kids, we, we can't go to Build-A-Bear now, and so many kids bawling. I want to
0: Build-A-Bear! They're going to go back to Build-A-Bear. There is zero shot that they're not. They won't tell their friends that they went to Build-A-Bear and bought a new bear, but they're going to go back. They back. will. Absolutely.
1: Because they can't stand little Muffy and Duffy
0: having Screaming. a bear yeah exactly 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 right it's like also this whole this bullshit about you know the the bud light crab rug uh, i don't I, it's stupid it's with dylan right it's yes. a girl let me just yeah, say this okay. can we let dylan live her fucking life
1: exactly can right just like exactly, exactly right who so cares? first of all first of all uh, first of all <laughs> what do we fucking care about some redneck washed up has-been
0: Honestly, the fact that Kid Rock is still around to me is shocking. The fact that anybody cares what fucking Kid Rock thinks? I mean, it'd be like caring what blows my fucking mind. Literally. Like, uh, what, uh, God, name another early 2000s relevant act that's similar to him. I don't know. Um, Um, Not Slipknot. Slipknot's pretty relevant still, but. um, Creed. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Be like, being like, oh man, that Creed guy's got something to say. And it's like, bro, the guy hasn't been relevant in like 20 Chad, motherfucking what was years. Chad, his name? Chad. Ch- uh, I can't remember. Chadathan. Chadathan. We'll go with Chadathan. That seems right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? But yeah, it's like, who it gives a flying yeah, fuck? And also so like, great. my favorite thing is though, when they buy the beer and then destroy it, you're like, you know. You just they
1: just fucking gave them money. They You spent
0: like $300 worth of beer
1: exactly what the fuck are you you doing exactly what they wanted you to do (sighs) but you know what and the fact you're talking about it great you did exactly what they wanted you to do
0: exactly (laughs) their marketing department just (laughs) wants. if anything i think that marketing departments might be like you know what this is a good opportunity for us to just get a one-time push of fucking like sales free marketing it's unbelievable it's unbelievable here's the thing (laughs) i didn't even know dylan was a spokesperson me either until this. Thank you. Me either. Literally. I was like, who all are they I- talking about? And I saw it was Dylan. I was like, oh, come on.
1: <laughs> all I know is the CMO, chief marketing officer, deserves a raise because mm. this was the cheapest ad campaign fucking ever.
0: Yeah. It, literally, all you do is just get them mad and then the, this shit like this happens. It's insane. Either
1: right. All they had to do was say, Dylan's our spokesperson. They didn't even have to pay for marketing. Nope. All they had to do was say, Dylan's our spokesperson. D- and then, all these white dress rednecks did the rest for free.
0: Yep. Exactly right. And we say that because we live around a lot of them. I may be <laughs> We're related. in Texas. I may be related to some hey, of them. Hey, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've okay. been to many family reunions where I'm like, <laughs> the amount of people sometimes don't match up with the amount of teeth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Hey, man. We all, got, we all got our journeys. We got our fucking lives. We all do Some of us did meth. Don't have dental insurance. That's true. It's fucking explain to me why it's separate from fucking insurance and health insurance like insurance insurance explain to me why people opt out of it oh god oh well yeah well because i mean a lot of times it's super cheap you know if you add it on to your insurance yeah your it's employer. like three bucks yeah three to 15 bucks not 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 anything to that's yeah.
1: like one last six pack a week
0: yeah well
1: now oh we buy-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i answered my own question now they can get dental care because they're not buying that six or a week. They're just gonna be buying it from Natty Light, so it's cheaper. Jesus, we figured it out. See, that's so cool. Wow. See, look, guys, back to my old self. You're, they're living it. You're killing it. This is amazing. You need to never have another like job, jobby job again. I think.
1: Well, guess what? If I make enough money doing the Instacart and I'm opening an Etsy store. I don't ever have to have another jobby job again.
0: That's what the hubby hub said. Great. So you're like, uh, say less. I'm going to get on that. I offered to open a foot fetish OnlyFans. Wait, you're saying it out loud. People know who it's going to be now. Although they really won't know. He's like, right.
1: I said it in front of my 15-year-old son, and he was like,
0: Good mom. If you had just said OnlyFans, I could have pretended
1: you didn't see it, but you had to go into details, and now I can't unsee
0: this oh god i mean honestly (laughs) it could be worse son that's what i said it could have been worse
1: i kept going because this is me i kept going i go it's not like i'm getting naked on the internet i could be getting naked on the internet
0: yeah he's like mom stop (laughs) you gotta tease him how could you not but then you gotta think like okay so there are women who do this that have children Exactly right. So, like, their kids, I mean, they'd have to say, like, hey, mom does this for a living. Well, I think it
1: depends on the age of your kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You don't want to be like, ah, it's my two-year-old. I'm going to take him to the set. You know what I mean? I mean, and honestly. You
1: can. Hey. If you are supporting yourself, your family, whatever, you do, you, boo-boo. It's just not my bag of chips.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get that.
1: I'm not as confident as you are with my
0: whole situation should should do you want advice from anybody who is on OF to write into you or no (laughs) honestly I just want like the OF like deets which by the way I did subscribe to the podcast I haven't started listening to it yet because I'm scared
1: you're scared
0: dude let me just tell you why one of the last here let me see if I can pull it up one of the last things that they posted I was like I don't even know what the fuck that is that's
1: why you should listen to learn what it is now I'm I've been listening to podcasts,
0: but now I'm going to listen to this one. Okay, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I just need to, like, rip that. Because I'm also, like, huh, I'm one of these weird-ass people that likes to listen to the same shit over and over and over again. So I will literally listen to last podcast on the left episodes I've listened to 14 times, another 14 times. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, to some background stuff going
1: on. You need to get out your bubble in your box. Yeah. Um, my other option is, ready for this? because this is a thing selling my panties
0: (laughs) tell me you said this in front of your your son as well
1: no I said it to my husband and he just looked at me like I was crazy and I was like I'll sell my panties you want me you want me to wear them for seven days and then you'll buy them that's even more money
0: sure it's true there's some interesting people out there that want Interesting things.
1: And he's more on board with the OnlyFans foot fetish than me giving a stranger my DNA.
0: That's fair. Yeah, because they can do stuff with DNA. And, you know. Also, it's like... I mean, it's not really like... You'd buy, like, underwear to give. You know what I mean? They're like yours. There's, like, yours and then there's, like, stuff you'd buy.
1: I mean, I would... Like, let's say they want purple thongs. I would go buy purple thongs. Right. Exactly. And then they want me to wear them for four days. I'd wear the fucking purple thongs for four days.
0: Exactly, right. Exactly. And then I'd mail it to them. You'd be surprised. Like, people have made a fuck ton of money doing I that. know. <laughs> it's so wild. This is how anti-jobby job I am. No, I get it.
1: And it was I also it. how motivated to quit my jobby job I was. <laughs> I just had to get my point across. People in other countries are like, What? <laughs> We've just had a lot of listeners from Japan, and they're like, the fuck?
0: Although, you know, there's a, there's a market for every country for different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people like octopus porn, but that's a whole other thing. It is interesting. I think it has to do with, like, their laws, like their porn laws or something like that. I'm I don't just,
1: know. I'm just saying this is how motivated I was to quit my jobby job.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And if I can make money doing non-conventional things... So I'm to get another jobby job. Exactly. Which is very appealing to me. Dude, tell me why for you. I'm not a very good being told what to do and fitting in a box type of person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that.
1: But future employers, I can fit in a box <laughs>
0: and do what you tell me to do. I'm really employable, I do work really hard. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to take that. I mean, I really want to work for your company, and I really cannot wait to start. I'm a hard worker, uh-huh. and my biggest challenge is that I work too hard.
1: Exactly right. And
0: that's my biggest fault and flaw as well.
1: Exactly right. Yep.
0: Uh-huh. I get that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just, I get it. I feel like, it's almost like you don't have to be told what to do anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole, Here, like, Okay. Ugh.
1: So here's oh, the thing. I you know? am very good at going in and knowing what my job is and just doing my job. And it, what bothers me is this whole, like, getting in trouble at work situation. Like, why do we get... In, we're adults. Why do we get in trouble?
0: I, I'm with you. I hate it, too. It's like, can we all just, like, chalk this up to a mistake and move the fuck on and learn from it? Exactly you know? right. I, I'm right there with you. Especially because it's like, it feels like so much higher stakes now. Like, we used to do servers we used to do whatever we had to do to get our job done correct as servers Mm -hmm. did not fucking matter how you did your goddamn job there aren't that many things you can do differently from one server to the other but still it's just like it didn't matter and like if you the only way you could get fired is if you were like in a physical altercation with a guest with a customer or like seriously offended somebody right like sincere like, like real, real, real fuck bad. off. yeah yeah you,
1: you don't like your fajitas fuck off fuck
0: off exactly but like have done that but yeah you're right it just feels like everything's kind of ratcheted up to 11 when it comes to like like that getting tr- in trouble at work and you're like what the fuck guys like when did it turn into penalizing people for making a mistake
1: i mean i was i was i didn't even make a mistake I was called things, not because I made mistakes, because I created personal relationships with coworkers that I had worked with for years, and I would have conversations with them in a quiet manner, um... And I got in trouble from that
0: because you have a quiet conversation at work with somebody that you know
1: exactly right. because that's bullshit. I, over the years, I developed a personal relationship with them.
0: See that's stupid. that's see that doesn't that that to me is not a troubleworthy thing. no no, like are you no. stealing company funds, yeah, you need to be in trouble, fucking trouble. yeah, exactly.
1: But because you're whispering with another coworker, that's not something to get in trouble for. no. Just because the upper management is afraid
0: you're talking about them. Right. They don't even need to know what I'm talking about 24-7. No. No. They don't even have to know what you're doing 24-7. Like, they should trust you. If they put you in a position, especially a management position, they should trust you enough to do that position. That's why they hired you and promoted you, correct? Like, mm-hmm. you would think these would be normal things in their brain. Right. But right. it is not, somehow. No, I'm with you. It's... I think it's just corporate culture's gotten just to the point where they're bigger than their britches, as they used to say when I was little, you know, they just think that they're God's given whatever. And it's hard because you're trying to like, just look, man, I just want a job. I mean, I just want to, I just want to live and pay my bills. That's it.
1: And here's the thing. Like I'm a really hard worker and I can, I can't think of the word. It's early morning. I've started drinking wine real early. I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Um, but I don't have to be super, I don't need to be micromanaged. I don't need to be supervised. You can tell me what I need to do and I'm going to fucking get that shit done.
0: Yep. Yeah, you say, I need you to do this and this by this date. Okay.
1: It's going to be done before that date.
0: Yep. And it's done. And you move on. Because I'm 44 years old. (laughs) Exactly. And you don't need a mommy and a daddy telling me what to do all the time. I've
1: raised fucking three kids. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, Blows my fucking mind.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm with you. Well, I'm glad. I'm proud of you. And um, today we're going to be talking about... (gasps) More Atomic Wedgies?
1: (laughs) Please tell me it's Atomic Wedgies. Um,
0: no. It's not an Atomic Wedgie episode. It's not necessarily an SP episode either. It's just a straight down the middle episode, I would say, when it comes to crime and true crime. Okay. But in the spirit of Barbie, we're gonna be talking about two Barbie girls today. <gasps> oh, oh, is it is it what I think it is? What? Tell me. Is it the sisters with the yoga? No, what's this then? <gasps> oh, then I made Write the it. Write other- it down. Future yeah. episode. <laughs> you like future episode. Um so this case was eventually made into a movie um called Heavenly Creatures. And Did you
1: watch the movie? No,
0: I couldn't fucking find it. Like, well, I couldn't find it to watch. Like, I, I knew about it. It just, like, I couldn't find it anywhere for free or, like, streaming or anything.
1: I had a movie marathon yesterday. Do you, what'd you watch? I will tell you all about it on the next episode so we have something to talk about. Okay, cool. Wah, wah. So now you get to tune in the next episode. I watched four movies in a row. I don't know who you are right now. I'm looking at you weird she's looking at me totally weird i'm me i'm me 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 me. i'm back to me 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 me
0: and you wanted to watch these movies yes you weren't forced into it no okay
1: they were all made before
0: 1990 no i was gonna say lethal weapon i was like nope maybe
1: 1995 there's one questionable that was probably 90s
0: God, see, now you got my, like, I oh, know I want to know what the movies are. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's a wah, good stinger wah, for next wah. one. Yes. You will have to tune into episode 90. <laughs> <laughs> you will have to tune into episode 90. <laughs> so real quick shout out to Christchurch City Council Libraries for all the historical news articles I used. Incredible. They kept meticulous records. They made copies. I felt like I was looking at microfiche. It was great. I was like, yeah. Microfiche? Yeah. Because they had like the old, they actually had like a physical copy digitalized of the newspaper article. So I had to zoom in and I was like, (gasps) you know what I mean? I love that. I love that. That's
1: like old school reporting right there. Yes.
0: I almost prefer that to like them translating it into like a website page. Like just give me the fucking photo of the actual newsprint article. I just love that. I don't know why. It does make me feel like a journalist.
1: (laughs) She's gone. Diane Sawyer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and just so you know, as always, website, blog posts for every episode, all our links are there. So if you're ever wondering where the hell we're talking about all this stuff and why, it's all there. So on the afternoon of June 22nd, 1954, Honora and I'm going to say, forgive me. Also heads up, we're going to New Zealand. <gasps> oh. Yes, I know. We love them. We love our Kiwis. And forgive me everyone in New Zealand for how I'm pronouncing all of this shit. Please correct me. I'm fine with that, but just forgive me already. So, Honor I don't forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. Honora Riper's body was found by a caretaker in Victoria Park in Christchurch, South Island, New Zealand. He immediately reported to the police. And this being 1954, they sent two detectives and someone from the women's division, which I guess was like a female component of the police force at the time, Maybe it was like sounds a female like a,
1: police officer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, so they had like their de- detective division and they had like a female division. So,
1: so they segregate, segregated the men and the women
0: at the time. Yeah. 1954. So, I mean, and again, the fact that a woman in 1954 was even on the police force thinking about America at the time, that would never have happened. Mm-mm. That that's Mm-mm. Nope. She would have been a secretary yep. at best. She
1: would have been typing your notes. Yep. Working nine to five.
0: (laughs) Exactly. With Dolly. They also brought in a coroner and a pathologist. So again, they're already doing more police work than anyone in the United States ever did in 1954.
1: (laughs) and 2023.
0: For people that are not rich as fuck. Right? Yeah, no, but for real. (laughs) Right? Like, it was just like, I'm sorry, this (laughs) is 1954. What country we're in? Oh, that's right. We're New Zealand. We're not in the United States. So- Speaking of New Zealand, Mm. one of the places I would like to travel. Guess what
1: I'm going to have time to do now? Look online for places to travel. Get my passport. Oh
0: fuck yes! You still haven't done that. (laughs) I just realized. Did you already pay for it? No. Oh okay. You're you are going to have to talk to PodHub about that. It's about eighty bucks, I think. Eighty, something like that.
1: I'm just saying. I. I, hadn't, I didn't have time to go do it. No, I know.
0: I know. Because They're it's,
1: only open during business hours.
0: I know. And who the fu- That drives me crazy. That drives me crazy. It's like everything is only open during the same business hours that you're also working. And you're like, how in God's name? Like, I have to take personal time off to do that or a dentist or like, it's come on. Actually,
1: my dentist's office has after hours, hours, like oh, one ahead. or two times a week. So I'm going to the dentist Tuesday after work. My appointment's at 5.30.
0: Oh, see, that's brilliant. They'll See, that exactly is what I'm talking about. Like, have like a, a two-shift day. You're on first shift. I'm on second. Whatever. That's perfect. That's exactly... Same with the post office. Same with... The, anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. I'm
1: now going to have time to get my
0: passport day. Girl, you're never going to be in this country. As soon as you get it, you're going to be like, Bake.
1: <laughs> My first trip is going to be to Finland because they have free trips so you can learn to be... Happy. happy.
0: Oh, yeah. It's called by living in fucking Finland. <laughs> it's how you can be happy. It's not living We're gonna here. We're
1: going to be doing this podcast by Zoom.
0: <laughs> Girl, I'm fine with it. I have a reason to visit. I'll be like, cool, let's go. Finland looks amazing. I'm getting the passport <laughs> <laughs> So the 45-year-old female's body had lacerations to her head, face, and neck, some injuries to her fingers. This crack team soon found a bloody weapon in the woods near her body, half a brick in an old stocking. And for all you youngins out there. An old stocking was a pair of hose. pantyhose, pantyhose, but you know, like, like, um, robbers would pull over their hands mm -hmm. and, but it sounded like it was like the ones that you had to have with a garter, like actually have to clip. Yeah. Because it was
1: 1954.
0: Exactly. And now they knew they didn't just have an accident. It was, it was a murder murder so earlier that day around 3 30 p.m two girls had run breathlessly into a tea room adjacent to the park saying quote please help us Mummy has been hurt covered with blood
1: oh my god a tea room i'm loving yes this.
0: so this victoria park sounds beautiful and so please uh, we need to look it up sounds like i'm sorry you said victoria park victoria park christ church new south island new zealand and so these girls ran breathlessly in there so they're like oh my god please help us in fact they had just visited the tea room with Honora, and the owners recognized them so they followed them out to the park going oh my god everything okay what happened we just saw you girls and this woman and they're like please help us the girls made it seem like there was this accidental death but with the bloody stocking and other evidence their story quickly fell apart so that day, Pauline Parker, Pauline Riper, Honora's daughter, was arrested, and the next day, her best friend Juliet Hume was arrested as well, as well as a co-conspirator in Parker's mother's death. So both girls were arrested.
1: I'm sorry. This is my. I'm gonna go from here
0: to Finland to New Zealand. Is it beautiful? Let me see. Oh wow. Oh yeah, that's freaking gorgeous. Oh, this is so much different than what I thought.
1: Oh, wow. It's huge. Look at this slide. Oh, my God. I slid on
0: slides like that when (sighs) I was a kid. That's called an ass burner. Yeah, it is. Full on metal. Oh, yeah. Good good thing that kid's got pants on. Mm -hmm. Full on pants. Not short pants, because I have done that. I was like, I'll be fine. I'll just use my shorts. And then you're like, the bottom of your thigh just on the fucking metal, the metal slide. Oh, God. Look at this bar. Gorgeous. Look at the freaking plant life and everything. I know. It's Incredible. Incredible.
1: on Amanda's World Tour, we have from Texas to Finland, because that's free, New Zealand, Italy.
0: Okay. So this is like Carmen San Diego. I'm going to have to be calling you to figure out where the hell you are.
1: And I'm going to give you clues. I'm going to leave okay. clues on our Instagram. <laughs> Here's where I am today. And if you figure out where I am, you get to come visit.
0: Okay. Sold. You better believe I'm going to Google reverse image search that shit. <laughs> immediately. I'm not going to leave pictures. I'm going to leave clues. Oh, God dang it. Okay, fine. Like on Mondays
1: when I remember to post our clues
0: about our yeah. Tuesday episode. It's okay. I feel you on that. I'm uh, right there with you. So what exactly happened to Honora and the two girls in that park? Let's find out. Pauline Parker was a second daughter born to Honora Parker and Herbert Riper on May 26, 1938, and they were living in sin. Uh, I love it. I'm just kidding. They weren't married. So, and and obviously this was a big thing at the time. The public only found out that they weren't married during the trial. So for the longest time, I know they were going as everyone was being, was known as Pauline Riper and Honora Riper, but actually Pauline and her mother, Honora, were Parker based off of her main name.
1: I'm going to ask a question you probably don't have the answer to, and that's okay. I can Google it. Does New Zealand have common law laws?
0: I don't, I didn't look it up. Good question. I don't know for 1950, whatever, 40, I'm going to say in the 40s because if, well actually 30s, because if Pauline was born in 1938, so you have to find 1930s New Zealand uh, laws about common law marriage, but they probably do now. Honestly, at the time, it just felt like these two people were together. They just didn't really see the point in getting married and, you know, fuck it. That's entirely their choice. No, it totally
1: is. But sometimes it's entirely your choice, but due to the laws.
0: Right, right. No, I get that. So the prosecutor, in fact, I thought this was interesting. And I'm going to read this statement that the prosecutor actually said in the trial, quote, The relationship, the father and the mother of the accused Parker was nothing whatsoever to do with the crime with which they were the accused were charged. Please put this aspect of the case completely out of your minds. And I emphasize this because there is no evidence at all that Mr. Riper and his dead wife, quote, apart from the fact that they were not legally married, were other than thoroughly good and decent people, good parents and devoted to their children. So even the prosecutor was like, look, jury, I know you're, you're going to get all hung up on the whole, like, oh my God, they weren't married, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, this is 1954. It doesn't make you a bad person no. just because you're not fucking married. No, not at all. Not at all. But again, this is very progressive for the time. All of that, mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, okay. So Pauline, when she was little, her parents took her to the East Belt Methodist Church for holidays and outings, but they weren't really religious. It seemed more like, you know, you go for Easter, you go for Christmas, you go for certain like celebrations, but nothing nothing like crazy. Pauline went to Christchurch Girls School, and this is where she met Juliet Holm. So Juliet Holm was born October 28th, 1938, in Blackheath, London, UK, to Harry Holm, a physicist, and Hilda Perry. And when she was little, she had tuberculosis. And when this happened, her family sent her to live, I'm assuming alone, to South Africa hoping that the warmer weather would help her illness. Okay, so this is common. This was common. This was a very common thing is, you send the sick person to a warmer climate. But she was a child. It doesn't matter. You'd send them to like live with like relatives or friends or your family or something like that, on their own. And these are, yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, like people, they're all like, kids these days, all this shit. I'm like, dude, kids back in the day were literally like shipped around the goddamn world. Like, they didn't care. Kids were working in factories. Kids were all this shit. Not saying it's good and not saying it needs to come back. No, we don't need kids in factories. No, 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 no. What we're saying is like, it's just a totally different world. That's true. Totally different.
1: That's true. Because, like, we've had stories where, like, I don't know if we've told the story, if I've just read it, like, a four year old walking from, like, an apartment to another apartment. I'm like, why the fuck is a four-year-old walking to an apartment? And then I'm like, oh, it was 1956.
0: Right. And they probably have a job already <laughs> for no <laughs> fucking reason. Yeah, you know, they sell little flowers on the, on the side of the street. And you're like, what? Okay, sure. So when Juliet was 13 in 1951, her dad was made rector. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew her. <laughs> ah. That's why I was like, ah. Okay, so I had to look this up. Could have killed her. Um, and a rector is an academic head of a university and traditionally elected by faculty. So basically president of the university.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And he became... It was a
1: popularity contest. Yeah. The uh, most popular person
0: gets that worked to be, at the
1: college. Yeah.
0: And he was the rector of the University of Canterbury at, in Christchurch, New Zealand. And so the whole family moved from, New, from England to New Zealand in 1951. When the girls met at school in 1952, they quickly became inseparable. So thinking this is this is where I had to like kind of equate something in my head. So think like the craft or like Jennifer's body or like like girls that you know what it's like to be a teenage girl? We both do. It's intense. I can see how sincerely deep and very twisted friendships can happen between teenage girls easily. Oh
1: my God. Yes.
0: I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we're already in our own worlds as it is as kids, especially as teenagers, especially as teenage girls. And then you find another girl who is simpatico with that and like Mm -hmm. kind of feeds off each other, you feed off each other's energy and then you like kind of get in this like world and of your own that's this and it was an instant thing so like boom as soon as they saw each other as soon as they started hanging out they were like that's it this is my person this is my life so they took it though to a deeper level they would spend hours making stories about this fantasy life they built called um well i'm going to get to it so it included their version of christianity with saints and a parallel dimension called the fourth world.
1: Oh, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. Which Can was, you stop now?
0: <laughs> this was their version of heaven. So the fourth world was their version of heaven. Pauline said that they had achieved spiritual enlightenment through their friendship. So they kind of made their own little baby cult with each other, you know, in their own fantasy life.
1: I told you to stop. Like, I'm having a good day. <laughs> it's.
0: You'll. We'll get into it. You'll. You'll. No, it, Okay. I don't want to. They'd share secrets, concoct plans to become writers in the United States and would threaten people who tried to come in between them. So it, it, Pauline would stay the night at Juliet's house quite a bit. And I'm going to probably butcher this. And I think it's, I misspelled it maybe too. I-L-A-M or I-I-A-M. I think it's I-L-A-M. Ilum. We'll go with that. Islem was where Juliet was. So it's far away from Christchurch. From the impressions of the articles I read, it sounded like Juliet, her dad being a physicist and the president of university had a shit ton of money. Pauline wasn't doing bad. I'm assuming we're middle class. Mm -hmm. Pauline and Juliet would hang out a lot at Juliet's house. I'm talking for days and weeks on end. Like Juliet, Pauline would never come home. Like she'd spend the night sleep in her bed. They'd sleep together, all this shit.
1: Didn't you have a best friend like in high school
0: where you were... Always together. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. I kind of rotated, though. I had one for a while, and she was okay, and then we just kind of, like, fell out, you know? I had
1: one, and then we had a falling out our senior year of high school.
0: Yeah, over same. boy. Yeah, ours was, um, I had, the, that was my second one. My second one, and she was, like, really controlling, so I was like, I had to kind of get out of that relationship. But we stayed friends until she became an, an absolute... Bridezilla for her, her wedding. And then I was like, okay, I think it's time to end this friendship. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, okay. <laughs> Ours was over a boy, and it was said boy that sent me the LinkedIn
0: request. Oh, so well, first of all, A, I'm glad that you didn't stick around through that friendship. And B, I'm glad that you realized that that boy was a chump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we started dating, and then she decides she wanted to date him and it was like the
0: convoluted hot mess yeah 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 but again all of that seems pretty normal right yeah here's the thing though they would like always be whispering you know they would wake up in the middle of the night and roam the house and do creepy shit you know they would always be they'd be like you know when you feel like something's out of the corner of your eye and then you look Mm -hmm. and then someone like scurries away that's them oh yeah that kind of shit where you're like what the fuck okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you'd hear them whispering and giggling and looking at, it and you're like, what's, is everything okay? Actually, there was an episode of the X-Files where there was like these two girls, like were so, or two or three actually had Ryan Reynolds in it. If you can believe that as a baby, baby, baby,
1: I'm sorry.
0: he was a baby. But you're back to the Ryan Reynolds. How could we not be?
1: How do you bring him into so many
0: episodes? How could I not? He's an incredible human being and a good actor ish. He plays Ryan Reynolds in every movie. I understand that, but I don't care. But anyway, basically the story of, uh, in the X Files was that these two girls were so tied that they were causing all this magic to happen in the town and shit. It was it was pretty interesting. But anyway, these girls would they would always hang out at Juliet's house in her bed and stuff. Um, they even renamed each other Gina and Deborah, and their parents started to grow a little concerned.
1: I mean, could they not have picked a
0: better name than Deborah? I think I would thought the same thing. No offense, Deborah's out there, but it's also nineteen fifty fifties. I mean. Deborah,
1: Deborah's, when you were named Deborah, I'm sure it was a hot shit name, but right now,
0: Debbie. Yeah.
1: It's like being, yeah, I I get that. I get what you're saying. I mean, make fun of my name, please make fun of Amanda all you want. (laughs) Deborah's come back at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Pauline's mom, Honora, and Juliet's dad, Dr. Holm sat down and talked to the girls like, Hey, it's a little intense. We get it. You like each other. You're best friends. We don't give a fuck. Great. Great. You found friends, you know, this is perfect. There's something to like bond over, but it's a little too much right now. It's a little, you guys need to like have a break and stuff like that. Didn't go over well.
1: Oh no. Did they go over well? Did they try to do a spell on them?
0: No. Although I would assume they'd be kind of witchy, right? Like be witchy girls. I, I, I
1: was going witchy vibes.
0: And I really, I really, I really wish that it had one witchy.
1: You really wish they were witches?
0: <laughs> oh, God. Save us from ourselves. You really so, wish
1: they were witches?
0: Juliet, at one point, was hospitalized during their relationship. Oh, for what? Um, I saw two different reports. One was the TB report. And one was like osteomyosis or something. Forgive me. I'm butchering that something like that. It was some sort of thing where she had to be in the hospital for multiple months at a time. And this was a fucking problem as you can imagine. Um, the parents though were like, okay, great. This is the break. This is the break we've been talking about. This is the whole thing. Maybe they'll clear each other's heads and be like, oh, okay, actually it's whatever. Nope. The doctor told Juliet that she couldn't, quote, play violent games with Pauline, and they had to remain separated, and this is when Pauline took a turn for the worse. She started treating her parents with disdain, kept to herself, writing for hours and hours and hours in her diary. When asked about looking in her diary when she to see what she was writing during the trial, her father said, quote, we had never looked at her diary. We did not think it was honorable to do so. I want your opinion. I I was like, I want your opinion on that. So first of all, I have
1: a I have a daughter. We all know that. Yes,
0: that's why I was asking. <laughs> I don't even know if she ever kept a diary. Okay, so that's your, that is your. I'm I'm with the father on this. Right. I'm with you on this as well. I feel like that is the correct thing to do. These are kids. They need to have their space. But also,
1: if my daughter never caused me any trouble. You know my kids all of my kids are great kids. Yeah, and very. they've never caused us any trouble. If I was facing any issues with my daughter, which we did at one point. Yep. But I knew what was going on and I didn't need to take that route. But if I've ever had felt the need, I don't know what I would have done.
0: Right. That's fair. Because, again, you until presented with that situation, you don't really know. Right. I get where the father was coming from in this instance. I get why they're like, look, it's just girls being teenage girls. And also, it's not unproductive behavior, as in writing Yes. But the concern is it seems obsessive. It seems like I have to write. I have to. Given this situation, I think
1: I'm with the father because for me, it seems like it's the outlet for her to Mm. get out her feelings and her thoughts. Right. Yeah. Because she doesn't have her bestie to talk to. Right. And I don't see that it is a
0: negative thing. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. That's what I was thinking too. And I was actually kind of like, well, yeah, I mean... That makes sense. I mean, if anything, they're good parents. (laughs) If anything, they're like, you know. In this situation, I don't have a problem with it. mm -mm.
1: Like, if she had been acting out negatively, like yelling, screaming, throwing things, maybe hitting a sibling, whatever, being violent, then maybe I'd want to read the diary to see, like, what's going on in her head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like to see like what's, what's going on. But this seems like she doesn't have her bestie as an outlet. So this is her outlet for all of her thoughts, her feelings, her processes.
0: Exactly. No, for sure. And, um, real quick, I'm going to caveat this next part because it was very confusing in the articles, how it was written. It could be the other girl, but I think this is correct. So apologies if this is incorrect. Again, I was reading articles from the 1950s. So (laughs) Juliet's father then, Dr. Hume, Holm, suggested that Pauline go to a psychiatrist for help. So the two parents, the two parent families are talking to each other, obviously. Yes. They're very involved. The the dads are talking to each other, and one dad goes, Pauline looks like she's upset because Juliet's in the hospital. Maybe you should take her to a psychiatrist for help. Which again, at the time was... Pretty progressive, but also like psychiatry was, I feel like a a new wave at the point, at that point, it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's this new thing that can maybe help you diagnose your daughter, which then obviously turned into insane, The, the, the shit that you see in horror films. Right. You know, totally different. But anyway, Pauline's dad said that he did decide to take her because she had, quote, lost a lot of weight and he was concerned. So he's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. When Juliet got out of the hospital, or they call it a sanatorium, I thought a sanatorium was like like a mental institution. <laughs> and I was like, wait, who's in the mental institution? So anyway, their relationship resumed but became way more involved. In 1953, the Holmes bought Juliet a horse. This is why I said I thought she was kind of upper echelons. Well, like, yeah, anybody who can afford a horse. <laughs> there's a horse involved. Although I don't know how expensive horses were back then in New Zealand. And I don't know if they're like here... Where it's like, you know, a horse is like a freaking investment, 300 and whatever.
1: To me, a horse means bougie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And also if your parents are like trying to distract you by buying from your, your incredible like obsessive friend behavior by buying you a horse, you probably have some cashish somewhere. <laughs> you know? I mean, I can't like,
1: I can't go buy my kids a horse. God.
0: How awesome would a horse be though? I do love horses.
1: No, my new obsession is house cows. Oh.
0: That's right. You need to tell me about the house cow as well on the next episode. So you got two things to tell me. You got to tell me about the four movies you watch, which again, my hair is still blown back and the house cow.
1: Okay. Let's just say my husband says no house cow, God but it. he's about to be at work for eight plus hours a day. And I'm about to be at home
0: and somebody's got to mow the lawn, and it's going to be the house cow
1: <laughs> and baby goats. Oh. I've moved from food videos to baby animal videos on Instagram. Shit.
0: He's doomed, dude. He has no shot. Have you shot.
1: ever seen a baby hippo?
0: Yes. I know. I know. Have you seen a baby sea otter?
1: Yes. I watched a baby sea otter put its toys away in the bucket.
0: I know. I can't. I cannot. I, I want to adopt one so bad. I know it's like not good to have them in a ro- like a freaking. server. You're going
1: to come back in two weeks and guess what's going to be at my house. If you have a sea otter, I will steal that motherfucker. I'll be like, mate. I'll I'm going to see house cows and goats and
0: oh god they're just all your emotional support animals it's like this whole like menagerie it's like are you okay you're like I'm great everybody's (laughs) just covered in shit (laughs) literally like cause I mean you know animal shit oh god so they bought her the horse Juliet was like cool 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 and then she grew bored of it
1: of course she did cause she's a rich
0: and also like it's not like you can talk to a horse and it talks back. Like that's what I think the parents were understanding is that this relationship was intense for a reason. Like yes. they connected on some sort of level that was beyond.
1: Um were they both only children?
0: No. So Pauline did have a I believe a younger yeah, a younger sister and there were terms used that we do not use anymore for children who have encephalitis I believe that the younger one was uh, had encephalitis and had some mental issues and, and uh, so but Juliet I believe is an only child
1: because I would think that would make a difference mm-hmm. in their relationship if they had siblings that they could bond with yeah then they might not be this close
0: yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like that at all. And also it sounded like the age gap was pretty vast. I think Pauline was like in her was 15-ish and the younger was like five. Yeah. So that's a big gap.
1: I have a large gap between me and my sibling. Yeah. So we were raised like only children.
0: Right, exactly. Like you barely know that person.
1: Exactly right.
0: Yep. So here's what I'm going to bring in a term. Fully adieu. It's a quote, an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually the members of close family, according to the National Institutes of Health. From What I read very much given fully, I do vibes like basically two people thinking as one doing things together, making things happen as one after Juliet and Pauline discovered that Juliet's mom on, uh, was having an affair with one of the lodgers at their house Ah, uh, Walter Perry. So get this the girls were doing their creepy night shit, and they opened the door to Juliet's mom's room, and sitting in bed were the lodger, Walter Perry, and Juliet's mom having tea. And I don't know how you explain that, but anything else, but that were like, they're fucking, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. And they were, and she was having an affair. Like, it happened.
1: I mean,. That's the term I'm going to use from now on. We were having tea. Yeah, exactly. We are having tea Hey, honey, you want in bed. Tea. Honey, you want to have tea <laughs> later?
0: <laughs> he's like, what? The Holmes marriage after this quickly dissolved. Shock among shocks. And they decided that Juliet would leave New Zealand with her dad going back to England. Also around this time, his job dissolved. Faculty, blah, blah, blah issues. Again, it's an elected position. So he resigned as rector. And so he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it. Let's all just move back to England. He was going to move back to England. There was a thought of sending her back to South Africa again because of her health. And this is
1: mental health.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is when the girls started making plans to be together no matter what, because they saw this like, okay, they're now 15 and 16 starting to like get get out of high school. They're both going to start to have their own plans, their own families, their own lives. And they realized, shit, we're not going to be together. Pauline kept making the plans that they had, or I need to go to the U.S. together and become why writers.
1: the U.S.?
0: I don't know. Honestly, why guys, it's not wanna, good. Why it's, do
1: people want to come here? Do not, not. It sucks ass.
0: We want to go there. We don't want to be here. I don't know here. where you are, but I want to be there. Exactly right. It sucks here. It sucks. Everything you see, it's a lie. It's a fucking lie. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> anyway. <laughs> This is the 1950s, though. We were actually pretty fucking. We looked good in the 50s. Now we were heavily on barbiturates and every other medication humanly possible. But you Did know, I hey, have some of those. Yeah, no shit, God. That was back when they had the, the ludes, the quaaludes, man. I know. Good shit.
1: That's when Bill Cosby was doping the ladies with the ludes. Good God,
0: fucking ass. While he was selling the. Super, super family friendly, like comedy shows as he's being an absolute shithead. He was selling
1: you the um pudding pops while he yeah. was
0: doping the ladies with the loons. Just like what in God's name? See what I'm saying? Like this is what we're saying, guys. That's the U.S. That is the U.S. in, in a nutshell, actually. So,
1: Finland, here I mm,
0: come. Yeah, exactly. So... Juliet also wanted, so Pauline wanted Juliet to go with her to the US. Juliet wanted Pauline to go with her and her dad to England because she didn't want to go South Africa. They knew that the person standing in their way, quote unquote, was Pauline's mother, Honora, because she confronted them before about the relationship. Now, here's what I don't understand why didn't they go after Dr. Holm as well? Because he's a guy, because he wasn't as adamant. I, I don't, Maybe I don't know. Maybe they thought
1: he would be on board with it.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. So, June 22nd, 1954, the girls went with Pauline's mother for a walk through Victoria Park in Christchurch after visiting a tea shop together. They got her over to a more secluded area near a small wooden bridge after dropping a stone and asking her to pick it up for them. That, I don't, what? I, I'm... I don't know.
1: That doesn't make sense to me.
0: How the mom was like, okay. I'd be like, pick up your own fucking rock. Right? But maybe it was like, here's where I'm going to go. They're all, they're out there. They're like, oh, this is pretty. This is a pretty rock. This is a pretty rock. This is a pretty rock. Oh, mom, I dropped that one. Do you mind picking it up?
1: Mommy, I dropped my rock. If you're six, I'm going to fall for that. At 16, I'm going to tell you to pick up your own fucking rock.
0: Right. So then they took the stocking with the half brick in it and beat her to death, taking turns, hitting her more than 20 times. They then went back to the tea shop with blood all over them and then did the whole act of like, oh my
1: God, mommy is over there. It's just a terrible accident. There's the whole thing. I mean, they couldn't each get their own stocking brick.
0: No, cause they do everything together. They shared the one. Makes sense. They share. Yeah, they don't each have their own thing. They share the one thing. Like a brain. Exactly. As the police arrived, obviously, things started getting moving in the park. The girls went back to Juliet's house, and Juliet's mom was bathing them. Okay, so here's where cultural norms and society and all this kind of things makes me go, what? Yes,
1: because to me, that's fucking weird.
0: They're they're 14, 15, 15, 16-year-old girls, okay? Yep, Uh uh-huh. However... Mm-hmm. They, according to what Juliet's mother knew at the time, they've seen a horrific incident of this, this accident, quote unquote, accident of Pauline's mother falling, hitting her head against a rock and dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that Juliet's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So she took him back and did the whole like mothering baby face thing. Like, let's just say that happened to your daughter at that time frame. Would you, would you bathe her and go like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Everything's fine. I would not bathe her, no. Okay, yeah. Again, I'm gonna go with this is the parlance of the times. This is a 1950s moment. We'll just leave it at that. Or a New Zealand thing. I don't don't know. So get this. So Juliet's mom's lover, Walter Perry, was there this whole day when the girls came back to the house. So this actually was their downfall because Perry got a fuck ton of information. Perry... Perry's the cunty here. As much as we don't like this motherfucker for, you He know, was stepping an OGC. In, he was an OGC. He was like, hmm. Ooh, OGC. I feel new merch coming, guys. <laughs> and with your brain being all, like, free of the bullshit. Yeah. You know it's going to be litty. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So he remembered outside the bathroom there being a stack of clothes covered in blood. He took them, didn't he? He took them to the cleaners thinking like at the time, again, he's thinking these girls saw a horrific accident, So they don't need to see this anymore until he realized later, get this, when he came back from the cleaners, he remember Pauline being quote, very quiet and almost in a coma. And Juliet was quote, flushed perspiring and extremely animated. They all had heard about the accident at this point and the police and all that Mm -hmm, shit. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were in the park investigating. So they started Mm -hmm. asking the girls questions about what really happened at the park. So again, he takes the shit to the cleaners. And I'm sure at this point he's like, oh, shit. Did he run back? I don't think he did. I don't know if he did. I'm in this. I know. This is what Pauline said. And I'm quoting the article. Okay, so I'm just going to say that. Quote, she said that her mother had fallen and hit her head on a stone. She told me 20 times, this is Walter Perry, that her mother had hit her head repeatedly on the stone and demonstrated how she did it. I asked her what the stone was like, and she said she thought it was half a brick. When I asked her if her mother had had a fit, she said she didn't know. She became very distressed. I asked her if she had quarreled with her mother and she had been defending herself from a blow. And if she had been defending herself from a blow and she replied, oh no, my mother had never hit me. They had tried to pick her mother up, Pauline said, but had dropped her and thought they might have hurt her more then. They're so stupid. Then he, they both asked Juliet what happened and her story was very similar because they got their story straight. Um, in front of her dad and detectives. And eventually detectives suggested Walter Perry questioned Juliet alone. No idea why. I'm assuming because he'd be, he be getting them to talk. So I'm assuming they're like, you know what? You already got them on a roll. Let's just... You know, scene Exactly. So eventually Juliet's story changed whenever he confronted her about the whole hitting her head on a rock multiple times bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. Nobody just... Hits their head on a rock multiple times unless they're having like an epileptic.
1: Exactly bit right. Or, like, why would you say that? You so dumb. Yeah. So This is what happens when there's no Google guys.
0: Yeah. Juliet gave it up. Her story was later repeated to the detectives who took down the statement. The girls were charged with murder of Pauline's mother, Honora Parker, and the trial became one of those, you know, famous trials of the century. Two young girls murder this woman. The news was going absolutely batshit nuts of the girl's potential insanity and lesbianism was there really though according to the girls many years later no and the reason that rumor got started was because that doctor who examined the girls or Pauline or whomever basically said that they had tendencies towards or had a, su- a suspicion of and you know what even if they were experiment, who gives who a cares? fuck who, cares? who gives a fuck They both pled not guilty, reason of insanity. You know, they're trying that whole thing. On August 27th, 1954, the trial hit a milestone with the insanity defense. And there was, there were more people than ever jostling to be in the courtroom. And I would want to be there. Absolutely. There was, (gasps) I have all the time in the world to go to
1: trials now.
0: Girl, you better look up some, some like juicy trials, not like some insurance crap.
1: I'm now thinking of all the things I can do with my life.
0: (laughs) Besides work. I know isn't it amazing everyone's like I don't know what I would do if I didn't work I'm like I do like literally anything and everything else I'm like passaporte trials sleep <laughs> I mean there's one Anyway, so there was a line from one of the articles that I read that more men than women were trying to be in the front row of the courtroom because they were young
1: girls and they wanted to see what they looked like Perfs.
0: yeah so just bear that in mind the doctor treated Juliette about her mental stability, or, um, instability, Juliet or Pauline, whoever, claimed that they were insane in some now dubious psychology. Again, it was new at the time. Um, it, 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 basically, the trial lasted about six days, including the verdict day. And on August 30th, 1954, the girls were found guilty. 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 <laughs> I'm like, uh? and they gave the verdict out loud, which stated, "Um, sorry, they gave the verdict." And then someone out loud stated from the public gallery, "Your Honor, I object." Okay, because you it was can a do dude, that. A dude screamed from the fucking public, and the guys like just take him out. So the police took him out. Like this just shows you how invested. The people in New Zealand were in this case. They were like, they're not, surely not these girls and men. It's like, that's so men. Come on. Ex- look at, they do better. Put your
1: brain on your shoulders, not the brain below your belt. Exactly.
0: Do better. Anyway, as the verdict was read, however, the girls looked at each other, whispered, and smiled. Of course they did. Please tell me they separated them in jail. Like Texas, New Zealand has a trial for the determination of guilt and then one for the sentence. So on September 1st, 1954, the Kurtz, the court, Kurtz, the Kurtz. Kurtz had to decide what sentence to give the girls, because they were aged 16 and 15 at the time, and they were like, oh, shit, they're under 18. They did agree that the girls should be separated due oh, to you. the nature thank of the relationship. <laughs> yeah, that they were like, yeah, no, they don't need to be together. The ministers consulted physicians and psychiatrists for <laughs> advice on how to handle this case, which again, progressive as fuck.
1: I'm I'm just saying I mean can New we just give a moment? Okay, we've all we're all living here and New Zealand is living
0: 20, 30, 23, Like Jesus. Yes. Like what and this is nineteen fifty motherfucking four. When they were like, yeah, these girls are underage. What should we do? Psychiatrists and doctors. So they were too young for the death penalty. Instead, they were given life. Five years each in prison. Uh, How do we feel about this? Very bad. You feel like it should have been more? Yes, I do. How many? Life. But they're 15 and 16. I feel like they would do this again. Well, let's find out, shall we? Pauline served her time and was given six months parole in New Zealand before she left the country. She was given the new identity of Hillary Nathan- and was closely surveilled before she was allowed to leave for London or England. She was uh, living in England somewhere. And she, excuse me, she is currently living in England somewhere as Hillary Nathan. And um, she's stated multiple times that she has great remorse for killing her mother. She refuses to do public interviews and is now a Roman Catholic. Julie at home served her five years. She didn't have to do the parole thing. because It wasn't her mom. Um, and so she moved back to England and then to the US. Oh, God. And then back to England. Her new name was Anne Perry. Remember her mother's lover, Walter Perry? Mm-hmm. I guess she just decided to take his last name. I don't know. It was, I thought that was interesting. That's weird. She became a Mormon around 1968 <gasps> and Mormon. then became a prolific killer, crime writer. <gasps> Yep, her first novel, The uh, Cater Hangman, came out in 1979, and she wrote over 120 books, selling more than 26 million copies. She went on to live her new life until 1994, when Peter Jackson, the Dead Alive and Loader*, Lord of the Rings director, made the movie Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet and Melanie Linsky. Her notoriety became came to bite her in the ass around that time, and her peaceful life as Anne Perry was shattered. She said, quote, it seems so unfair. Everything I had worked to achieve as a decent member of society was threatened. And once again, my life was being interpreted by someone else. All I can think of was that my life would fall apart and then it might kill my mother. I thought that was an interesting choice of words. Mm. Kill your mother? No, bitch, you killed your friend's mother. Exactly right. And you became a successful crime writer.
1: I'm sorry. I need to read her books.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. She said she never watched the movie. But around that time, though, she made novels about forgiveness and repentance. Anne Perry, Juliet Holm, died on April 10th, 2023 at age 84. No, she, I did not plan that. She just died. <laughs> just died. I literally was like, holy shit. She just died, you She just died. She died a free woman and an infamous crime novelist. Please
1: tell me she got out of something terribly painful like cancer.
0: In one quote from The Guardian, she said, quote, I wanted to explore what people will do when faced with experiences and inner conflicts that test them to the limit.
1: I just started a new book last night, but once I finish it, I'm finding one of that bitch's books.
0: Anne Perry, A-N-N-E-P-E-R-R-Y. If you have read a novel of hers, you read an actual murderer's novel.
1: I am looking them up on Kindle and I pray to God it's on Kindle
0: Unlimited. I bet it is. She made over like 120 books, so I'm sure she's got like at least one on there. But yeah, dude, I was blown. I was like, wait a minute. She became a fucking crime writer. I was like, this bitch. You're fucking kidding me. This bitch. It's like
1: <laughs> my pot hubby and I had a conversation last night as I was writing my episode about why he is safe and i will never kill him because of my google history
0: <laughs> so you're saying i gotta do them for you bitch i love you but no <laughs> like i'm a ride or die but uh, you know the die part is the you know
1: i'm like because i am they going look at my good i was like oh, please yeah. don't die I said, please don't ever die.
0: Oh, dude, there was the couple, the one without the uh, what's his face, where he the woman overdosed OD'd on a Tylenol, um, a couple of episodes ago. I literally was starting to Google how much Tylenol, and I was like, okay, I can't Google that. I can't Google this.
1: Oh, I, I go, cannot. I go balls to the wall <laughs> with my Googles. <laughs> like, remember when I Googled, can you overdose? With heroin in your vagina or whatever the fuck I Googled for you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're on a list. There's a list. There's a list. We're on it. Oh my God. And And if our husbands die... We're, we're, please exonerate us. Hopefully this will exonerate us. Like, that's why we keep saying it. Like, we're looking this up for this, I promise. Like, why the fuck
1: would we do it? I I told him, I was like, you're safe, honey. You're safe. Oh, you're fine. I'm never killing you (laughs) because these things I'm Googling is why they would think I killed you. Immediately. They'd be at your door. They'd be like there in five minutes to be like, um, ma'am, like, let's be real. (laughs) I legit could be like... On camera at Costco at the exact time of murder and I was still being a jail cell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's it's wild. This case was wild. I really want to deep dive into this more. I feel like this could be a potential future two parter for us. Like you take Pauline or Juliet, like one of us take each of the girls and like really go into it because there's still so fucking much.
1: So here's all of her books. None of them say Kindle Unlimited next to them. Hmm. I may have to pay for one.
0: Where are... See, this is the other thing. I didn't hear if the women got married or not. If they have children or grandchildren or not. So I'm kind of like... Let's go back to the statement of... Do you think five years was enough? That we know of. That we know of. They never committed another murder. It seems like the murder was predicated on the... I don't want to leave my friend. This woman's getting in my way. But
1: then after they got out... They didn't reconnect.
0: No, they didn't, which is smart. It just shows you that that fever, whatever they had, what the a thought virus. I don't even know what you would call it. do was over after five years. And it took five years for them to like detox, it seems like. So these women got out in the 60s, early 60s, if this was 1954, 59. Yeah, exactly. They get out in 1959. Juliet became a Mormon like nine years later. The other became a Roman Catholic. Just wild. I'm all I'm
1: gonna say is for the next seven days, y'all keep Mormonism in your head.
0: <sighs> huh.
1: And some can someone Venmo me like 13 bucks so I can buy one of these books?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I have to know. I have to read this.
1: I'm willing to face the wrath of my pod hubby because I'm going to get another paycheck and then another one for all my PTO I
0: haven't taken. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, good. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. And you better get that paycheck because you have like how many hours saved up now? Like 40 because you know what I've been doing for, because I. Saving
1: them. You know what I, you know, I've been planning on leaving for a long time. Yep. My doctor's appointments and things. I've been taking my sick pay, not my vacation time.
0: A fucking course. Because they don't pay you out for sick time. Nope. They do not. Nope. They do not. You use that shit first guys. Use that shit first. Give a fuck and then use your PTO.
1: Yep. When I did my interview, when I took half day for my interview, sick time. Mhm. Absolutely. Not vacation. Why? I'd already put my notice in. Yeah. And I knew that they were going to pay me out on my vacation, not oh, my sick time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This girl not stupid. No. What, what?
1: Okay, y'all want to lift up?
0: I do. You're
1: going to love this. Chloe Thompson. Have you heard of her? Mm Mm-mm. So, unfortunately, when she was only eight, she was introduced to the issue of homelessness in her community of Irvine, California. Mm-mm. And after seeing women and families living on the streets, she wanted to do something to help. The fact that she was eight and wanted to help out homeless women and families, like, makes me want to take her in my arms and, like, snuggle her. Yeah. So, in 2015, she founded Chloe Cares, both with K's.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: K H L O E. K A R E S.
0: <laughs> oh, it's cute.
1: Google it. It's a nonprofit that distributes care bags. K A R E S. For homeless people? Yes. Oh, they are filled sweetie. with toiletries and necessities for the LA homeless community. Each bag is handmade. Yes. The actual bags are handmade. Oh, wow. So they're not like just distributing like Ziploc bags full of shit. They hand make, like, cloth bags.
0: Oh, so they can keep them.
1: Yes. Oh, that's
0: cool. And
1: it has a two to three month supply of toothbrushes, toothpaste, soap, lotion, feminine hygiene products,
0: socks, and underwear. That's awesome. Because let's be real. Like, can you imagine having to live without any, I mean, feminine hygiene products? Can you imagine trying to... We've, had, we've all had that moment mm-hmm. where you're in the bathroom you're like, God dang it, and you're mm-hmm. like rolling toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine not even having access to toilet paper? And then you're just like, well, and then you can get infections. Exactly you can get, right. A bunch of stuff. So it's exactly huge. Exactly right. Huge.
1: So between 2015 and 2019, more than 5,000 care bags were handed out to those in need through partnerships with local companies, churches, and other nonprofit organizations. Wow. Chloe is equally passionate about inspiring other kids to create change, proving that there is no age limit on the impact of an individual can have in their community and around the world. Wow. Chloe said, and I'm quoting Chloe, being 12, I'd like to be the example that at any age, you're capable of making an impact. Never let your age stop you from being the next change maker. I'm hopeful that kids all over the world will step up and make a difference. Receiving the George H.W. Bush Points of Light Award is such a huge honor that will inspire others.
0: I love that. At 12? 12, y'all. There's been so many more, and I don't know if it's just because like now there's like you know awards and things like that for kids or whatever, or like there's more attention in the internet. But there's been so many more kids like stepping up.
1: So that was 2019 when she was 12. She received the George H.W. Bush points, points of light award. Wow. Oh. Um, so the Chloe's cares mission is to spread awareness and improving the light the lives of underserved homeless women. By providing the necessary tools needed to successfully transition from the streets to stable housing. Mm. Now, the nonprofit has actually expanded to help internationally to help end water insecurity in schools that have no access to clean, safe water. Wow. So she, as she has gotten older, she has obviously realized there's more issues in the world.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And so they have partnered with other organizations, This Way, Nike, Riley's Way Foundation, the Boys and Girls Club of America, YSA, KEDS, Los Angeles Mission, the Girl Scouts, Points of Light, and the Clinton
0: Foundation. Wow. That's incredible. Way to go, fucking Chloe. Holy shit. So I,
1: I mean, I love finding kids that have started these things because for me personally, it gives me such hope in our future. God, yes. And it's such a cliche. And I said this the other day, um, kids are our future and they really are. And when I read these stories about these kids, it really does give me hope.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It feels like there's more children realizing they have a voice And I would like, like, maybe that's a good side effect of social media, you know, because social media kind of encourages you to use your voice. Mm -hmm. As we know, it's not great. I mean, really, social media just needs to die. It's, It's kind of horrible for everyone's mental health. Yes. But in instances like this, I'm all for social media. I'm like, let's, this is how you get the message out. This is how you promote. And it seems like more kids have access and realize, oh, I can do that. Than we did my generation, your generation, everybody like that access is so huge. And having people behind you, like our, your parent generation, my parent generation going, you can do it. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And I think that's why a lot more kids are standing up and going like, "Mm, okay, I can make that change. And they do.
1: Exactly. Right. I remember, um, being at a dance convention with my daughter and one of the attendees um, was taking donations of the um, hotel soaps and shampoos. And she would take them and create bags for homeless people. Yeah. And so they were encouraging, we're collecting these at the, like, information desk or whatever. And so, and that was probably seven years ago. Yeah. So I've noticed this for a long time, and I think it's a great thing that kids now are getting involved and making a change and going, you know what, this isn't okay. Whereas people, not just my age, but older, older generations, don't give money to the homeless. They're just gonna just going to buy drugs. They're just going to buy alcohol. They're just going to do this. They're just going to do that. And I've been known to do that. Give homeless people money at a stoplight. Sure. Or even, I've gone to McDonald's, looped back around and given them food. Absolutely. Do you want to know why? Because they need food or they need the money. And guess what? I don't fucking care if they buy the drugs or if they buy the alcohol. You want to know why? If that's what eases
0: their pain of being homeless, I don't fucking care. It's not my... Place to judge. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the same thing with like people on welfare. You know, it's like that whole idea of like, well, but they're just going to use it all on like, you know, drugs or, you know, liquor and all this. Like, okay. That's not our place to judge. So our, our our job is to provide the support needed and that's it.
1: There's such a stigma with food stamps Yeah, that there has been a point in time in my life where I probably qualified for them mm-hmm. but i refused to apply because i did not want to be judged
0: right because that and you're correct because let's just say you had one glo- like bottle of wine in your cart and people saw you paid with food stamps they'd be like mm, okay and you're like i'm sorry i not allowed to have a fucking goddamn bottle of wine with my shit the one thing i can enjoy while i'm on food stamps fuck you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how dare any of us look at anyone else's situation and judge just solely on appearance. Like you have not walked a mile in their shoes. You have no idea where they're coming from. And let's just say, okay, fine. There are always going to be people out there that are bad actors and they're going to do their bad things. Of course, of course, there's always going to be bad people that's on them. Your intention, however, is not that way. Your intention isn't so they can get, you know, more drunk or more like, you know, Drugged up. It's their intention is to help.
1: Maybe. That's what matters. That one bottle of wine is the only bottle they buy a year because it's their fucking anniversary.
0: Yeah. You don't know. Exactly right. You have no idea. And let's just say
1: maybe this is the last time they're going to use their food stamps because they're celebrating
0: their husband finally getting a job. Exactly. Exactly. You have no clue. And they may bottle a, a nice bottle of wine and some like steaks and shit with food stamps because they're like, you know what? This is it. This is the last time I have to do this. I yeah. might as well enjoy it. Or maybe,
1: and you're judging them because they have a Louis Vuitton purse, but what you don't know, it's a fucking knockoff yep. because you can't spot the difference.
0: And the other thing is, is maybe it's not because that's how close anyone in the United States is to being homeless. If you do not have a support system, let's be or, real.
1: Maybe- they bought that Louis Vuitton before they hit hard time.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I mean.
1: And and they're actually in the process of selling that Louis Vuitton, and that's the last time they're going to carry it.
0: Yep. I actually, um, through work, we got the opportunity to make care bags through Caritas of Austin, mm-hmm. and they have exactly what you said. They have, like, now they have hand sanitizer and shit and little wipes and stuff, which mm-hmm. makes total sense. But I saw them making the bags, and I was like, oh, I can make these. So heads up, let's make some. But anyway... Um, there was a video of a homeless woman and she said, you know, I used to make $300,000 a year. Like I used to make three figures. Like I was a, like a real estate agent. I was very successful. I made a lot of money. I did like, I used to work all over the state and all this shit. She had hard times, had no support system and was homeless. And that is what I'm trying to say. That is how quickly it can happen. Guys. Exactly right. It's This is not some, like, thing, or let's just say mental illness happens. It can happen. Schizophrenia happens later in their late 20s a lot of times. And you don't know it. You don't have a family structure or support. You have no friends, no nothing. Where are you going to go? There's no social program.
1: Or... Disabled veterans.
0: Disabled veterans, disabled people.
1: That is a big one. A lot of the homeless are disabled veterans because the
0: VA system does not work. It's appalling. It is a broken system. It's appalling. That military budget we have needs, majority of it needs to go to veterans, I feel.
1: Exactly right.
0: Because that's bullshit.
1: A lot of it does not go to mental health. No. Which is where it needs to be because a lot of our soldiers come home- with ptsd and that's where it starts and yep. they don't know another way to deal with it except
0: drugs and alcohol exactly right. it's self-medicating because it's expensive yes to have yes. health care in this country yes. including mental health care so yes. no the u.s isn't great don't move here <laughs> yeah i mean can we e- move there please help us <laughs> Help us. <laughs>
1: yeah. I worked for a government agency and every year at Christmas time, we sponsored a brown Santa family. Yeah. And I would always go overboard when I could. I would yeah. go overboard and people would be like, where did all this stuff come from? Because I would sneak it in.
0: Yeah. You'd be like, I'm putting it on the side or like after everyone left, you'd be like, okay, here's the other presents. Right. And yeah.
1: because I didn't want to take, I didn't want people to know, like, I didn't want the recognition. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not about you.
1: It wasn't about me. It was about that family. Of course. And so, and that's another thing. You see the kids with nice clothes. Maybe it was brown Santa Christmas gifts. Yeah. Me, You you don't You know. don't know.
0: It's just the fact that, and in, in nowadays, let's just all just not judge each other based off of.
1: Exactly right. Yeah.
0: Let's just all give each other some grace, some space. And let's
1: donate to. Yes. These nonprofits, like Chloe cares, we're gonna put the
0: link website link
1: on our website. Yep. Yep. And help out Chloe Thompson and her nonprofit
0: because Absolutely. she started
1: it as a child, which I think is fucking amazing.
0: It really is. It's impressive. I'm
1: in my forties and I don't have a nonprofit. Even do though it. I care so much about so many things. Like I would love to help the homeless. I would love to help children in need. I would love to do all these things. Yep. Um I just don't know how to do it.
0: Right. Where do we, where do you even start? Maybe Chloe will write a book and tell me where to start. Maybe you never know. She, I mean, the only place she can go is up from here. Exactly. I mean, it's incredible. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Now I think it's good. This is a good, uh, learning episode for us all. First of all, if you're in a friendship like that, maybe take a little
1: break. Take, it's okay. Take, it's time to, it's okay to take a step back
0: and take some you time. Yeah. That in fact, it's encouraged. Let's let's all just like self-care a little bit more. You mm-hmm. know? We and all need it. Honestly, self-care also means loving yourself mm-hmm. enough to get the care you need for yourself. And that means waking up every day, putting on clothes, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, even if it's a bare minimum day, like, okay, this is all I can do today. Okay.
1: And you know what? If good. you recognize that you're not in a good situation mm. with anything, it's Okay to take a scary step and remove yourself.
0: Oh, you've taught me that. It's hard. It's very fucking hard. Don't get me wrong. It's scary, right? It's
1: fucking scary. <laughs> but you know what? As scary you know what? I think it's more scary for my husband than it is me. Mm-hmm. But I don't everybody knows I'm not religious. Yeah. But you have to have some sort of faith in something. And I don't know another word besides faith. Yeah. To know that everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, Like, and that's what I tell them. I'm like, I just know everything's going to be fucking okay.
0: Yeah, dude. I do too. It's weird because as soon as you did that, someone bought something off our website, which going back to the beginning, <laughs> forget it. But no, but for real, like it's, it's true. Like I feel like you kind of flipped the switch and the universe was like, okay, you know? So
1: if you recognize you're in some sort of negative relationship, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, it doesn't matter. If you recognize it, remove yourself from it. I should have done this a long time ago, and fear prevented me from doing it. And I rode this train until it became extremely detrimental to my mental health and my physical health. Until I said, I literally cannot do this another day. And it was hysterically crying. I said things that were extremely alarming to myself. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Things will work itself out. It'll be fine. So if you're in an alarming situation, whether it's personal or a professional, just fucking remove yourself. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great message. And also, and trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself and go, look, no matter what fucking happens, it's gonna be okay. And you know what? It will be. It will be, guys. It will be okay. We love you. We want you to stay here with us all the time. We love y'all. Um, and yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. Yep. Awesome. We love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.